0: Welcome to episode two. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, I have a quote that I want to share with you, which will be a great segue into what we're talking about today. The quote goes like this, and it's by Ambie Burfoot, which some of you might know is a an American runner, marathoner. He won the 1968 Boston Marathon, and he's also a frequent contributor of running related articles. Um, anyways, here's his quote. You have to want it. You have to plan for it. You have to fit it into a busy day. You have to be mentally tough. You have to use others to help you. The hard part isn't getting your body in shape. The hard part is getting your mind in shape. So good, right? That's exactly how I view this. So today I want to share with you why building a really strong bond with my desire for running has helped me keep my motivation high and at an even keel. So even better, when injured, having clarity on my desire has kept me grounded and positive and kept me from not freaking out or sinking into negative energy of worry when I couldn't run. You all know those posts that we see in the running groups on Facebook and whatnot, where people are freaking out when they can't run. And I I get it. I have compassion for these people, right? I get it. It's just not a great place to be in. I started running about the same time that I started personal development. And in personal development, I was coached to create my purpose. So then at the same time, I decided to create my runner's purpose. And I got clear on my reason for running. And I want to point out something here before I go on. I did not dig deep and find all the negative reasons for why I ought to run should run. And those are, as you might have guessed, weight control, body image control, and all that. No, that's what I'd done for my whole life up until this point. And it basically kept me on a hamster wheel of negative energy towards working out. Can you relate? You know how you're damned if you don't, but you sort of loathe it at the same time, right? Because you should you ought to, you have to, you must. You're a loser if you don't do it. So trust me, there's something better out there. Something that has you running towards a feeling of joy and happiness. And it's so simple. And I overlooked it for my whole life. To build a really strong desire for running, I needed to make my brain believe that I really wanted it. Right? Just that. I just had to make my b- brain believe and trust that I really wanted it. So I started cultivating positive language in all things running, which became pivotal for me to creating a strong desire. I believe having a clear purpose for running is key to running happy and also to weather injuries. Like I said earlier, even race cancellations such as like, thank you pandemic um, and So that's having a a runner's purpose will help you handle these things gracefully. So connecting with your runner's purpose is the first step that I introduce my um, clients in my runner's mind program to, because your purpose will serve as the motivating drive when your will waffles. And trust me, your will will waffle from time to time. So your purpose will give you meaning. If you're interested in identifying your purpose, here's a way to do it. Start by asking yourself why you run, right? As simple as that. And it's like peeling the layers off an onion as you continue to connect with the reason why you run or want to run. So keep going till you hit a deep personal reason that's positive and not negative. Right. So if your first answer is I run to lose weight, well, keep going, keep going deeper and deeper to find out why that's important for you. Okay. next is the next question you ask in the runner's mind is, do you have a goal? Being consistent with a running habit is hard if we don't have a goal. It becomes a little bit like, well, I guess I could maybe do I feel like it. Um, because goals give us a roadmap, they give us a direction. That's probably one of the first things that I also learned in personal development, that not having a goal is a little bit like getting into your car, and you don't have a destination in mind. Can you imagine that? In my case, I I back out of my driveway. So, you know, I wouldn't even know whether to turn left or right if I don't have a goal, right? So obviously, we wouldn't go very far, because Once you're faced with choices, which way would you go if you don't know where you're headed? Or when do you know if you've arrived if you don't know where you're headed? So then it becomes this continual searching where you can never celebrate a win. And that's exhausting. So a goal could be a race, but it could also be a weekly number of mileage or a certain number of run days that you want to hit. Something that helps shape our choices and direct our focus and energy is what a goal should do for us, right? So I set a goal when I first started running. My very first goal was to run three miles consecutively. Yeah, I wasn't doing that back then when I first started running, right? And I had already toyed with the idea of wanting to run a half marathon, which was a really far-fetched goal for me because I was a runner who hated, well, I wasn't the runner. I was the person who hated running. So once, though, I reached my goal of three miles, I found a half marathon that looked exciting, and it happened to be the inaugural Mount Rushmore race by Vacation Races in South Dakota. Fabulous, fabulous race. So having that goal gave me a clear direction, and I found a training plan to keep me accountable. And then it was pretty easy. I knew I was running three days a week, and I just picked the three days that would serve me best. And then I knew Tuesday morning was a run day, Thursday morning was a run day, and Saturday morning was a run day. And that was it. I mean, literally, those days were my run days and I made sure that I scheduled them into my my day, right? So that meant for me, you know, I I switched things up a little bit in the morning before work and I made sure I, I allowed myself enough time. I could look ahead and see how far the next day or the next week's runs were going to be so that I could create enough time in my schedule. Another pillar. So the runner's mind is made up of five mindset pillars. Okay. So I've described the first two purpose and goal. And the third one is confidence, self-belief, So creating a strong confidence in our ability to reach our goal is super important because it helps us persevere on our goal when it's physically and mentally challenging, right? If you kind of have that innate belief and confidence in yourself, it's a lot stronger sticking with something, right? So one of the things that we got going in the runner's mind is that we have built an accountability through community. And also a daily boxer message from me, help members stay focused. So basically they have their own private concierge, concierge service. So the fourth pillar is attitude. Attitude is my most favorite mindset skill to coach clients on. And because it was so profound for myself, when I, when I kind of really, truly understood what attitude meant and realized how much I actually impacted the attitude, it became super empowering rather than disempowering. So hear me out. Our attitude towards something determines our success, right? Before I understood what makes up my attitude, I used to get taken out by my attitude over and over again, Literally, when we understand, though, that attitude is created by our thoughts, which cause our feelings, which determine our actions, and that becomes our results, we realize how much we can impact and tweak our attitude all the time to get to reach our desired results. And we don't do that through blaming and and guilt tripping ourselves. That used to be my way, and that does not serve anybody. But I want you to listen to this quote by my most favorite author and runner, Dina Castor. She says that a good attitude, at first, she thought it meant being a beat. Eventually, though, she realized that a good attitude went far beyond the general idea of staying positive. It was part of a discipline and long cultivated habit, of building and sustaining a positive mind capable of turning every experience into fuel. I love this quote so much. And it's probably the foundation of the runner's mind and long cultivated habit of building and sustaining a positive mind capable of turning every experience into fuel. Who doesn't want that? Imagine if you can turn every experience into fuel. Wow. So taking control of my attitude has been a game changer in my life. With a good attitude, my motivation is high and it stays high. And so therefore my runs are great. I it's the experience that I that I get from them, right, that counts. And they're great. So attitude, as I mentioned, is made up of thoughts, feelings, and actions, and they make up our results. So it all starts with our thoughts. And we can turn our attitude into a good attitude at any time, not tomorrow, and not on Monday, at any time, right now. And then build a positive mind capable of turning every experience into fuel out on our runs. And when we get really good at doing these things in one area of our life, such as running, it gets very easy to do it, in other areas of our life, because basically, it's the same formula that we just repeat in other areas, right? So my belief was that I used to think that things happened to me, right? All these circumstances happened to me. And also, I didn't want to just pretend that I was okay. Mm -hmm, Yeah, positive mindset. Sure. Yeah, everything's great, great, great. If I wasn't okay with it. But I realized it was more about how I decide to think of things that happened to me rather than immediately just going to the feeling part of it, right? And it's made it more exciting for me to look for the silver lining in things or even just be accepting of when something negative happens and accept it for what it is. Such a powerful tool the last pillar is what we call keystone habits. So these habits are your super habits, really, because they have far reaching impact on your life beyond the actual habit itself. If you're not familiar with the term real quick, the keystone habit is a habit that kind of has a domino effect or a cascading effect into your life. So common keystone habits that we hear about all the time, for instance are getting more sleep, because getting more sleep, in addition to that immediate benefit of feeling more rested, getting more sleep will also lead to then being more productive, possibly also being more healthy, mentally and physically, and socially, emotionally, benefits beyond feeling less tired, because it's a keystone habit. Another one is exercise; we know that, yes, we derive an immediate benefit from exercising, which could be a physical benefit. but the keystone habit of that also can be that well, people might end up eating more healthfully, and being happier, just things that are not you know the direct benefit as you would expect it to be, but that actually go in and impact other areas also. So these are super interesting habits and in in choosing them intentionally and deliberately for what they can add to your life. So it makes sense to create habits in your life that are positive all around and helping creating a positive life for you then. So mindfulness activities are at the top of this list. And so in addition to those five mindset pillars, we use three mindful ness activities in the runner's mind because of how they positively impact our life. These activities are daily gratitude, and you get guided through this if you're unfamiliar with it. That's what's so awesome in this this program. And breath work, and you get guided through this also. And visualization, which is also an, an incredible, powerful mindfulness tool. So these are all habits that we establish and we maintain during the 12 weeks of the program. And they just add and enrich your life beyond, I almost want to say recognition, but it's so incredibly powerful how they improve your life. So there you have it, the five pillars and the three mindfulness tools that we use in my runner's mind I thought I'd share them with you and how you can get more of it in your own life all right I hope you've enjoyed the episode and see you for episode three so if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world just one run at a time